The Ohima Health and Wellness Podcast is a place created for people to share their experiences and lives that can include triggering and sensitive topics, such as different types of abuse, such as racism, sexism, substance abuse, classism, etc. The content in the podcast and on our webpage are not intended to constitute or be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your therapist or other qualified mental health professionals with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something you have heard on the podcast or on our website. We aim to create a safe and brave space that prides itself in the inclusivity of Black, Indigenous women of color. Thank you for your time and continued participation and support. Now let's get into the show. Hello, Ohemas. Our guest for today's episode is Ray Duarte Lee. Ray is a wine steward, CMS Level One, and sommelier. Welcome, Ray, and thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm quite well. You know, it's Sunday and in the middle of the day, and I'm having a glass of wine. It's beautiful. (laughs) So are we. So are we. Cheers. 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 (laughs) Um, What are we drinking? Um, So I have a Pinot. Okay. Um, But I've never heard of this company. It's it's called the Pinot Project. Okay. It's like, it's, it's, it wasn't too bad of a price. Okay. Um, but it's a 2019 Pinot. Oh, okay. That's great. Pinots yeah. are meant to be drunk young, I think, especially mm. domestic Pinots. Um, what about you, Mitra? What are you having today? Mine is also from 2019 and it is Stringtown. Ooh, I love that one. Mm, Willamette Valley, I think, from Oregon. Wow. Yes. Mm, delicious. I love Pinots. I love how light bodied and fruity they are. It's just like having an adult candy. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not drinking a Pinot, unfortunately. So actually, uh, last night, two of my friends got engaged and we had a little <gasps> bit of a party and Aww. we Aww. drank the Pinot. <laughs> We drank the Pinot last night. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Party it up. Yeah, it was very exciting and very out of the blue. I didn't know it was going to happen. And then she said yes. And, you know, we just got a little Aww. carried away. But it was very sweet. Yeah. There were tears. Oh, were you all we together? Um, yeah. So we, I was working last night. I was bartending. And um, I invited my, my two friends to come down. And um, then my brother and his girlfriend came and, you know, so we were just, I actually felt like the fifth wheel a little bit because it was so romantic and I was just, you know, pouring wine and like, oh, you guys are all so cute, but it was great. You know, we had a good time. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, congrats to them. I know. They're, they're just so cute. They're yeah. just adorable. It's disgusting. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> romance is gross (laughs) so i'm drinking a rosé that that's that's my whole story is oh okay drank the pinot last night so instead i'm having (laughs) rosé 
That's okay. If rose, mm-hmm. I love rose too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect summer drink, which is yes. a little ironic because it's not sunny today. I know, I know you're up oh. in the Bay Area, I think. Yeah, I'm in Sacramento. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, well, Sacramento's not like San Francisco where it's always no. overcast. Right. It's <sighs> the weather's always extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I I tried to live there and I couldn't do it. I missed no. LA too much. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm from LA, so and I oh, moved okay. here. Okay. Um, I do miss LA sometimes, but mm-hmm. I think the slower pace in life here is probably the best. Sure. for me because at one point I was driving from my parents house to LA every day where did for, your like, parents a, live so they live in Anaheim oh my god that's terrible mm, 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 mm. so I was doing that every day especially <sighs> during grad schools going back and forth right and the traffic and everything so it was a lot so moving here was just like more of like a but I do yeah. miss LA I miss like food you know and people yes all my friends yeah. are in LA so yes yeah. majority of mm-hmm. them I should say yeah. Do you, do you get to come down and visit often? I do, but then COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing with me going up north, you know. Mm. Uh, well, I lived in San Francisco for a while and then um after Tom's parents retired, my husband's parents retired up in Sonoma, we would mm. be up in the Bay Area, I mean at least once a year for a couple weeks. And mm. I do miss it. I mean, San Francisco I feel has become like a like a part or the bay in general oh because I spent a lot of time in Oakland as well one of my brothers used to live there and I feel like it's a part of the fabric of my being um Mm. the bay but it just I I couldn't live there anymore it's just it's a lot it's too expensive yeah Mm. especially the bay area Sacramento is actually not that bad Um, yeah I like Sacramento I think the old town is very beautiful yeah oh yeah it's a nice area yeah um but yeah Sacramento's not the best yeah the bay though yeah. I couldn't it's unfortunate because it really is just a beautiful part of the world yeah I, I I loved San Fran I loved Oakland um you know we used, we used to go to San Mateo to visit friends and it it's um it's odd to not be up there all the time now but you know now everyone's right, down right. in LA, even though it's right. still super expensive here, you, you have these pockets where right. it's affordable, at least right. kind of somewhat. I mean, I know that you can buy a house in Texas for like, like a six bedroom house for like under 500K and mm-hmm. finding a Not one bedroom house here <laughs> is, it's impossible, completely yeah. impossible. So but still, you know, we do what we can. And it's a yeah. cultural thing, too. I mean, the culture of Los Angeles is right. just, mm-hmm. um, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, um, it's multicultural mm-hmm. and it goes back, I feel like, um, generational wise, people are from here. Right. Mm-hmm. Are, are your parents from here, Mitra? My mom is. Yeah. Your My mom. dad is okay. an immigrant. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's Iranian. Immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my mom grew up in Watts, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, she's from here. She's from LA. Where does she live now? Does she? Do you get? Do they still live in Watts? No, actually, she lives more inland now in Pomona. Oh, in Pomona. Okay, east mm-hmm. side. Mm, that's mm-hmm. very east. Yeah. Are your family immigrants too? No, no. My um, my parents are both uh, born and raised in East LA. Okay. East, east LA is mom. Well. Uh, more specifically, El Sereno. Okay. Um, they're both from the same neighborhood. They were actually um, 
best friends in high school Aww. and then I accidentally happened <laughs> oh. <laughs> a and, beautiful and, accident yes oh thank you <laughs> yes it was uh I, I believe it was a trip in Rosarito in Baja Ooh. California Ooh. Ooh. and Ooh. things got too spicy <laughs> but anyway because well my 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 mom's parents were immigrants they were from mexico okay and they were a little more traditional so i think my parents um felt pressured to get married and um you know after they did then my two brothers happened um they're no longer married thank goodness they're both insane Mm. (laughs) and Mm. wouldn't work well together no i love them both they're great yeah but they're better apart (laughs) yes yeah absolutely you know, that was one of the things when, when I got married that um, was funny was seeing them interact for the first time since I was I have a probably story like, like too. oh my God, okay, oh, yeah. Wow. But, but like, <laughs> since I was like five years old, my parents haven't been like in the same room together unless it was like, I think one of my brothers was in the hospital once for like a broken arm or something, you know, oh, and, and they were both mm-hmm. together, but you know, it was a trip to see them like interacting and, you know, getting together. A- anyway, I want to hear your story because it is weird. No, it's, it's not me. My, so my parents are also immigrants, but it has nothing to do with my parents. It's my in-laws. Oh, okay. My in-laws, yeah. the same situation happened. Mm-hmm. Please, nobody hears this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's my in-laws and they just did not talk. We had to give them like a pep talk to each okay. of them. Like, this is how you're going to act during the wedding. Oh my God. Like children. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> but I love them both dearly. I think they're mm-hmm. really great apart. You know, they're really indi- yeah. like individually. Right. They're really yeah. great people together. Right. I I can see why. No. So um <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was a whole thing right before the wedding, and my wedding was really intense. Um, because mm-hmm. I have a really intense African side mm-hmm. um, of the family, so like it had to, like I, we had to give them the talk so that everything almost like balanced out. Right. Yeah. Too. Is your par- um, is your partner like oh, from a different racial background? Oh, he's um, uh, white um, from Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, all all three of our partners are white. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, they're de- honestly though. I, I'm, there are degrees of whiteness. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. There's degrees of. So. We were just talking about that. <laughs> absolutely and I think it makes all the difference you know like whether you're adaptable or not you know because it is yeah. intense if you're marrying into a, a family of color you know yes. um that yes. I just can't imagine like how different it is because I'm used to my family being my family yeah right yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, there was oh, a lot of learning curves sure, uh, in my sure. yeah, my family. They even at the wedding, they all wore African attire. Uh huh. Well, from Ghana specifically, his side of the family, all his groomsmen, mm-hmm. obviously my side, and so it was really interesting to see um, mm-hmm. because they just kind of. Unfortunately, I have a good in laws, like really great in laws, mm-hmm. so they just kind of go with the flow with everything. They're open uh-huh. to yeah. pretty much anything. They're not judgmental, so it was actually not as hard. In terms mm-hmm. of just like they just did it just because they're like oh this is a new culture this is what we do you know right yeah we're joining two families mm-hmm. 
That's interesting though, because I feel like it's usually the mm. the bride's family that mm. is like more into you know planning and oh no my family was into the planning yeah no they were (laughs) my mom and I kept going back and forth it was intense (laughs) it was a lot of that but they just were like just open to doing anything they didn't really they weren't really part of the planning they were just like oh okay this is happening you know Mm -hmm. oh okay this is fine oh that's great this is something new something interesting I'm just gonna be quiet about my parents right now (laughs) (laughs) probably the smart thing to do I mean I can't, if I try to think of something bad to say about my dad, it's like, I know that he like erroneously claimed us on on his taxes one time and had to owe the IRS like money. POC parents be doing that. (laughs) Dude, what's up with dads, right? (laughs) But I mean, that's like literally the only thing I can think of. Otherwise, it's just like, damn that handsome ass man. You know, all of my good looks came from my dad because he's seriously like, um, he's, he's very, how do I describe my father? Jesus. He's a, he's a greaser, first of all. Yeah. Like very 1950s. Oh, like, like Grease Lightning, like the, like, um, that, that musical Grease. Yeah. Like Grease. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like uh, Johnny Travolta. So so it comes, it comes from, um, I guess like back in the fifties. Uh, if you didn't have like actual hair pomade, you would just put grease in your hair and kind of oh, like, oh. um, so my dad has a pompadour. I don't know if you guys know what a pompadour is. Um, but yeah, so, um, him and my brother have the same style. Cause my brother kind of is like a carbon copy of him. I wish I could show you guys a picture right now. Cause it's really hilarious, but they're like, do you have one? Oh, I wish I did. I'd probably have to look. I don't really feel like looking right now. Right. But, <laughs> That's okay. But, yeah. But it's really cute, you know, because because they go golfing a lot. Um, my dad and my brother and Tom, and they look and my dad and my brother look like literal like like uh, thirty years later sort mm. of thing. But yeah, it's really cute. So they're both greasers. They both have like their, their pompadours and like their flannels and they wear like those Dickies jeans mm-hmm. like with the cuff up and they're like shiny black shoes they they straight up look like they're from Greece like right. John Travolta you know right and the and his guy friends yeah yeah it's it's a Love it's it. very East LA very like yeah Chicano, you know that's true um, yeah definitely like the old cars you know yeah. like I love the that 1975 Dodge Dart you know or yeah and um it's funny because I don't think they acknowledge it like that, but I've always, I like to like study cultural implications in people's right. fashion, just because I'm yeah. very fashion oriented myself. I know I don't look it right now, but I'm, you're I dress very 1950s as well. And yeah. Like, Are you, you always look like a pinup. You just look like pinup who's chilling right now. Right. Yeah. You look good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I noticed I could see my scar on my forehead. I fell on, I was dancing with my brother on new year's Eve and I fell and I hit my head on the side of his oven oh no it was pretty bad it was like blood everywhere and I had had enough champagne where I was like I'm fine everyone (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile Tom was freaking out he's like we gotta take you to the hospital I'm like no I'm good (laughs) but yeah I didn't even notice yeah Yeah, I didn't even notice until you pointed it Harriet Potter here my brother we were like we were trying to like swing dance and he like 
he moved to twist me and I spun and I lost my footing and just went bam right on the side of his oven you know it was fun (laughs) I have no regrets (laughs) so exactly no regrets right no regrets (laughs) oh that's funny okay so you know it's actually kind of great that you talked about your family background Mm -hmm. um and so we wanted to kind of know um in terms of that and just even just your own personal journey you want to tell us a little bit about your health and wellness journey now yeah um wow that's a lot to unpack but i i feel like um you know things have been good um i i i talked to you guys earlier about how um my brother's um very close friend had passed away hmm. uh about hmm. 6 months ago in october early october so they had actually um uh they thought they were doing cocaine and um it ended up being laced with fentanyl which is like Mm. a big problem right now and um Mm. fentanyl is unless you're highly adapted to it unless you've already been doing it um like the smallest amount you can overdose on and so they both overdosed at the same time and Mm. um my brother made it and his friend didn't so that um, was a big wake-up call to me about my own mental health. I know my brother, um, he's kind of one of those, you know, um, Chicano, very machismo, Mm. you know, masculine men. I don't think he ever thought about his mental health Mm -hmm. until this happened. And he's been going to therapy. Mm. Um, he's been seeing a grief counselor and it's really helped him, you know, sort of come to terms, not only what just happened, but you know, like starting to see that his his own mental health is a priority and that mm-hmm. in turn affected me because I spent a lot of time with my brother and yeah. I feel like um, for the last six months, we've been very open and honest with each other, you mm-hmm. know, um, about our own family history and our own mental health. And, you know, um, we, I mean, it's it's weird to say but like living in los angeles especially being like in the bar scene for so long um drugs was never something that i considered dangerous honestly like Mm. it's just something that was there Mm. you know like if you're at a party and someone offers you a line and you're like yeah okay you know whatever i don't know if you guys have that same experience i know it's probably not a universal experience but for me it was and Mm coming to terms with that, like, I will never see doing something like that as, as normalized again. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, I, that's, um, I was on election night. Um, I had hosted like a small thing. I don't want to like say that it was a party because it wasn't. And I, we were still very careful about COVID, but like people within my bubble, I had hosted a like a get together where we could watch the election results live, you know, and um, someone there who wasn't really in my wasn't really in my friends group with my brother um, Mm. offered me a line and I just like, I just remember feeling repulsed for the first Mm. time like oh Oh. God like no like it was the last thing that I could ever think of doing. and yeah like whereas a year ago it would have been like yeah sure fine and I just you know it just like cognitively never really connected to me I never thought that like something like that could straight up just kill you 
So that has been a, a big, I think a big thing, you know, Tom, Thomas, my husband and I talk about it a lot. Um, like just how different it feels now. Like I feel like something that was really casual that, or that's something that we were very blasé about it's, it's changed. It's been warped and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, you know, um, it's, it, I like how close it made my brother and I yeah. like, we're just so much closer now. Um, there's, there's really no barriers. And I like that he's taking care of his own mental health and that I am in turn also taking care of myself better, you know, mm -hmm. cause I, you just don't realize like how quickly things can change until they do mm -hmm. really. Um, but yeah, I mean, whew. Yeah, that's, that's all. so it's good yeah. that you're also connecting with your brother. I think having that support yeah. system, mm -hmm. he especially has on this, one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even with you, you know, that, you know, having each other to support each other during this time, really protecting mm -hmm. your mental health, your physical health, really taking care of mm -hmm. yourselves. I think mm -hmm. that's really, really important. So I, I really, really liked hearing that, that like, it's, you're not doing it on your own, you know, especially right. during yeah. a time of grief. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, that, that's cute. Cause it actually, he, yesterday he was boasting about how he just got this weighted jacket. Like, so it's like this thing, I don't know if it's like made of Kevlar or something, but mm -hmm. you put like weights in it and he's been going hiking in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sister, I was sweating so much. <laughs> that's so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Adorable. that's really cute I was thinking that you were gonna say it's kind of like a weighted blanket like just oh. to be comforting and I was like oh wow a weighted jacket I <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he actually got me a weighted uh blanket for my birthday so oh, oh those are the best yes oh my god <laughs> life-changing yeah because then it really puts you to sleep mm -hmm. yeah 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 so do you feel like because like you saw Sean like really taking care of his mental health and everything that that like enabled him to also kind of be there for you more and like ev like other friends that are grieving as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, like cuz like I said, he I mean, we come from a a cultural background where I think men aren't encouraged to talk right. about their feelings yeah, or their mental yeah. health. Mm -hmm. And so being forced to do it, you know, um, I think has helped him a lot and me in turn, because we can, right. you know, be very open with each other. Totally. Um, and I think it sucks that, that you have to go through this sort of tragedy mm. for that to be put aside because it is very yeah. culturally ingrained, you know, the mm -hmm. whole machismo, like mm -hmm. hide your feelings don't yeah. don't bring it up um that's one of yeah. the things that i've um noticed you know um marrying into my husband's family they're not like that they're very open yes. they're very open i know exactly what you mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's yeah. something that i i really admire and i wish that like that we could be more like that 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 it would be more encouraged because it just helps you so much if you're just able to speak about your feelings um 
you know, it really helps just every process, the grieving process, or just even, you know, like everyday happiness, everyday wellness. Right. Yeah. Community. I know you, you've talked about this before with me, but yeah, like community is everything to me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's nothing harder than going through a hardship alone. Mm -hmm. So if you have that system that props you up, you know, um, right. And it's funny too, because like I'm, I'm very close to my brother, and in turn, very close to his friends. Mm. And you know, they're all, you know, um, mostly I would say um, young Chicano men. And I've noticed that with them as well. They're, they're very much like we've started telling each other, "I love you," all oh, the time, and they yeah. say it to each other now. Oh, you know, like, I um, love so, that. Um, my brother's friend Chris, the one that passed away, it was his birthday on the first. And his family threw like a thing, um, like a little party and we all got together and it was just, it was beautiful. Like everybody was crying, but also hugging each other. And just, there were so many, so many, I love you's and seeing that in like an environment where it normal, it wouldn't be normalized normally. Right. Um, it was just very heartwarming. I felt like it was an, it, it helps you move on, you know, and the, the love was, uh, it was tangible. It was beautiful. Wow. Oh, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. I, I have really, I'm going to have that fond memory for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely needed mm-hmm. during this time too. For sure. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just wondering, um, like, I know you mentioned before, this wasn't really a thing taking care of yourself, mental health. And then right when this happened, then afterwards, was it like immediate? That's my, my first question. Yeah. I mean, it was, it had to be immediate, you know, well, when, when we had gotten the news, I guess, um, about, um, them overdosing, we didn't know if my brother was going to make it. He was in the hospital. He was in the ICU for a few days. And so it was like, okay, we knew that, that Chris was gone. And then, you know, everybody was just like praying together. Yeah. So, you know, for my brother and everybody just sort of came together immediately. Like there was that first night where it was like Chris's girlfriend and his Mm. family and all of our friends. Cause we, we share a friend group, you know, like my best friends are his. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, it was sort of unspoken, but everybody was like, we're in this together and we need to prop each other up. And we all need to take care of our own, you know, thing. And and that made everybody, I think, closer. And yeah, I mean, uh, now we all keep tabs on each other. I know that nobody's doing drugs anymore, which is great, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, not, and that's the craziest thing, too. It's like, it's not like Chris or my brother were drug addicts because they weren't. They, right. it was just like it was like a Saturday night for them you know like yeah, right. we were supposed to watch the Rams game the next day and hang out and my brother was like texting me like stupid Lord of the Rings quotes that night you know so mm. it was like it's just another night day. you know yeah another yeah. day yeah. and so I think you're when you're forced to like contend with that it it makes you need to examine your own health and your your health within your community and everybody else's like we we need to take care of each other so yeah it was really immediate it was and it 
forced us to be immediate, you know? So what are some of the things that you do in terms of self-care and and checking in? And what are some things that maybe someone else is going through something similar? Yeah. Or um, even just loss of a family member or friend? Yeah. Checking in with a friend, you know, if you're Mm. feeling upset, letting somebody know instead Mm -hmm. of like internalizing it. That was something that I feel like I did a lot, but I just internalized things. And now it's Mm. so much easier to just reach out and say like, Hey, I'm not feeling great tonight, Um, you know, or I need somebody to talk to. And the fact that I could do that with like a big group of Chicano dudes, like younger than me is I think magnificent for, for both me and for them, you know, I, and I, I wish that it was easier for men in general to just be able to do that. But I'm glad that, you know, that if this had to happen, then the result is, you know, that we're closer and that we take care of each other. Yeah. 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 And it sounds like also you're like challenging that machismo. Absolutely. Culture at the same time. And it needs to be challenged on dismantling it. Even it needs what actually what you're doing. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, We're here for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, we're here for Mm -hmm. it. It's, it's honestly just so stupid. It really is. Like I just, I, it baffles me, honestly. And like I was saying, like the fact that like my husband's family doesn't have to contend with that. I'm honestly kind of jealous of, and I want to spread that, you know, that idea of dismantling that like that masculine, you know, like you have to put up fronts and stuff. It's so ridiculous. Come on guys. Let's talk about our feels. (laughs) Right. I, I totally support normalizing vulnerability just in general and also just like platonic love. It doesn't mm-hmm, always yeah. have to be romantic right. or, just, or even just like familial. Like you can like, I like deeply love my friends. I like deeply yes. love both of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, so it's, you know, it, it kind of sucks like that. Uh, you know the the gender that you are or whatever like Mm -hmm. it it Mm -hmm. it's culturally it determines whether or not you're supposed to express that love which I find ridiculous you know Mm -hmm. like I said like uh, the fact that I've been hearing my guy friends for the first time tell each other I love you you know Mm -hmm. just casually like just like hey man I love that homie love oh my god to see it it's beautiful it's (laughs) I swear I feel like I'm gonna cry right now but it's like no it's real yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's been a major change and that is one thing that I just I can say that I I appreciate and I adore it you know I love it. Yeah. yeah. My husband and his friends, he's really, really close to his friends and they all tell each other that they love each other. Oh, that's and they're so just sweet. these yeah. white guys from, well, I should say New England because not all from Connecticut. <laughs> and at first it used to trip me out. I'm like, what is this? But, <laughs> right, but it's it takes so unlearning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes yeah. unlearning. Yeah. And I really appreciate my husband for doing that with his friends. Cause it's like, he's showing that he really loves them. They're not just, right. you know, yeah you know yeah I know I know exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah my partner actually does that too and and he's French Argentinian and like I think a lot of his friends are like you know white American but he'll be like I love you handsome and stuff like that (laughs) and it's like the cutest thing yeah (laughs) it's adorable 
you know I, yeah. maybe it's cultural because like my people they don't do that no unless i, I don't know. know yeah mexican men i, I feel don't... like you it would be easier for them to hit each other mm-hmm. than to say you know <laughs> i love you but then again you know like they you know like they went through this tragedy together and it it took that yeah. it literally took that for them to be like hey man I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, it's it's disgustingly cute now. It I is. Just, I very much appreciate I it. it. Yeah. So you go, boys. Yes, <laughs> keep doing that. Keep doing it. Keep cause... doing it. Yes. Yes, um, They actually, they, they record a podcast with each other, too. It's, um. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> and uh, he, Sean was talking about. Uh, recording it last night he was all excited um but it's called the rev and philo show it okay my friend um actually well chris the one who passed Uh um so oh my Mm. god i'm gonna get into this okay this is real Mm. um he's a rap or he was a rapper (laughs) Mm. his rapper name was the reverend and when Tom and I got engaged, we thought it would be hilarious if the Reverend married us. So we did. So Chris oh, actually married uh, Tom and I. <laughs> and it was hilarious because he, you know, he's rapped in front of audiences before. Like he, right. he's all, he was also a guitar player. He's been in bands and stuff and he had yeah. a podcast and he's not, there's not a shy bone in his body. Or, you know there wasn't but when he married tom and i he was so nervous oh, he was so like cute. sweatier than tom oh. <laughs> I, made of, I made fun of him i was like dude why are you so scared <laughs> oh that's so sweet uh, he was i have pictures like you could see the like pictures the, yeah. the sweat stash you know like when you're so sweaty you get like mm-hmm. a little sweat mustache yeah. Oh. yeah and all the pictures of him like performing the ceremony like he just looks terrible those are oh, priceless oh <laughs> so sweet he probably was just really wanted to do a really good job good job because yeah. it's like oh this is somebody's wedding like yeah. oh my god like yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. It was so it was so stark because he said he was such an exhibitionist. Like he just loved to show off. And so the fact that he was nervous at Mm. our wedding, like I'm supposed to be nervous, fool. Like, what are you sweating about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, it was hilarious. Oh, sweet kid. He was Mm. he was a good boy. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. I love that he married you too. Yeah. Yeah. That, and he pictures. was so good at it. It was beautiful. I mean, it I it couldn't have gone more perfectly. Um, I so there was something what was I telling Tom the other day? Oh yes. So I don't like any of the pictures from my wedding because the oh. lady who was supposed to do my makeup and hair, um, mm-hmm. she was late. She was oh. like a couple wedding. hours late. Girl. And oh my so God. she she Sorry, couldn't, that would have Oh, 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 so I was more, I was afraid that I would like come off as a bridezilla if I got it. No, no, sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) No, no, I have. Oh my God. I feel like we have so much in common because I wasn't a 
to Bridezilla. Best I wasn't. I'm joking. Okay. I'm All right, joking. So, so hit it. What happened at your wedding? No, I, 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 the whole time. So everybody thought that I was going to get all weird about it and be a bridezilla during the whole wedding process. Uh And I wasn't, I was super calm. I was trying to be like, go with the flow. Uh And then people would just start making decisions. Like Uh in my family, they would start making decisions off the bat about things and not tell Chris or I. So then we were going behind like my mom or my dad's back or like people like different family. We were going behind, going behind their backs, uh, (laughs) telling them like, this is how we really want things. And it got to the point where like, I wanted to get upset, but then I didn't want to come off as a bridezilla. Right. But it's your wedding day. You're only supposed to do this once, okay? Like, well, sometimes maybe two, three times. It's okay. But <laughs> at least for most of us, just once. Right. And it's our special day with our the person that we love the most. Like, it's a, that being late a couple hours for hair and makeup where you're Ooh. supposed to take pictures. So what mm-hmm. happened? Um. So I ended up doing my own makeup and oh. I didn't, I, I was... You know, honestly, I feel like I was just too upset. Yeah. And it just didn't come out the way I wanted it to. And then she showed up and she kind of like hurried through my hair. No. And I, it was not what I wanted it to be. I, I really wanted to go for like a 1940s style, like big curls. And yeah. Stuff. And she just didn't have the time to do it. Like that takes time. It's a process. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. So every time I see pictures from my wedding, I'm like, God, I was so happy that day. I wish that I liked the way that I looked, but I didn't. Have you, you thought know? about maybe doing redos? I've been thinking about it maybe in Ooh. a couple years doing like, or just even a photo shoot. Yeah. Where I, your would, wedding I would love to. Yeah. You know, honestly, that's a really good idea that I never thought about. Yeah, and find someone who can do your makeup who is trust like who's trustworthy. Right. Yeah. I um so I actually just found a hairdresser. So the cool. guy that I, that used to do my hair cuz I do it in a very particular like vintage like Marilyn Monroe style. Right. Um uh he had moved to Vegas during um during corona because he wanted to be with his family. Oh. And I didn't really know anybody who could first of all work with my hair cuz I have very very thick curly hair I mean I have Spanish and indigenous coming together you got thick curly crazy hair and so I needed to find somebody who worked with that and I just found this lady and she was great and she works with natural hair too I was actually going to tell you Mitra if you need your hair done yeah she she was amazing um so yeah I mean Maybe I can get her to do my hair one day and then. Yeah, we do it. At least it doesn't have to be the whole ceremony, but like right. photos mm-hmm. so that you can like have and, and look back and be like, oh, it looks so beautiful. And like you probably be, you're you're already a beautiful person. So probably the photos we may think like, oh, he looks great. Aww, but you yeah. also want to like you want to feel good about those photos too. Right. So yeah. And it could just be you and your husband and you can get all dolled up maybe the next anniversary mm-hmm. and then take photos. People do that stuff all the time, especially if their wedding day was like a bit of, you know, all intense and kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's what I, I on doing. saw some of those photos and you looked stunning. That's so what I, I was about to say. That's what I was about, about to say. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm just going to let her, I mean, I'm not going to invalidate your feelings about it, but right. you, I saw the pictures. You looked, no, I, I love your dress. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's not like, I think like I look like Quasimodo or anything, you know, like, <laughs> no. like I know, I know that, you know, you probably honestly like the happiness probably over like it overshadowed yeah. like what happened 
Oh my God. Um, I, I feel like I was a zombie that whole day. Like I was just like moving through mm-hmm. the world, like in this bubble of like happiness where I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't want to like invite that negativity of like, oh, I don't like the way my hair and makeup looks. Nope, like, not yeah, that day, no, maybe but, afterwards, but not that yeah, day. Nope. But, no, I just, I, I it, it was at one point where I was just like, I don't care. Like, right. okay. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. look the way I wanted to, but I don't give a fuck because right. like, mm, it's just so yep. happy. My parents yep. are interacting. What is this? This is hilarious. Oh, <laughs> so like, yeah, see, exactly. And you can redo, take three pictures. You were already really happy that day. Yeah. Yeah. You can take pictures again, just mm-hmm. you and your husband. Totally. Like, what even wine in the same wedding did you dress? serve at your wedding, by the Ooh. way? Okay, so I actually, um, each table um, that I separated, like, everybody in, we named them after different wines. So there was a Sauvignon Ooh. Blanc table, then we yes. had a, a Pinot Grigio table, we had a Cabernet table, and a Pinot Noir Ooh. table, and it was great. And a lot of our decor was wine-based, and um mm. so we had all these bottles everywhere with like little tea lights floating in them and wow. yeah it was it was beautiful so so we had we had um we had looked at a couple places we thought about getting married at a winery but then a lot of those winery weddings you, you have to like go through a certain caterer yep. and stuff and we just like mm. we wanted more freedom so we found a place in Koreatown that was an art gallery Ooh. and oh. we met with the owner and we kind of just like you know, shooting the breeze kind of thought like, what if we did this? What if we did that? Yeah. And we ended up getting along really well. And he was like, okay, look, so I normally don't like rent this place out for weddings. It's, it's usually for like commercial shoots. So they film like a lot of movie and TV shows there. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I like you guys. So Aww. basically do what you want. So we, and it had this beautiful courtyard too. And, um, yeah, we we basically just filled it with like light and plants and the, oh, the I love it. Yeah, it was oh, great because it was so it was so affordable. Like we did yeah, not. I don't oh, think we spent more than five k on our wedding, but it was the most right. gorgeous. <laughs> wow, seriously. Do you have, do you have pictures? You can show me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll show you some pictures. But it, I mean, like you know because we live on a budget it's los angeles it's like you know we spend most of our money on rent yeah. so we were like yes. we're not gonna we're not trying to have like yeah. this expensive ass church wedding Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you know it was sweet too tom tried to get us mariachis he wanted he wanted Aww. to get me mariachis Aww. for my wedding but they were too expensive <laughs> oh okay boys gotta yeah. eat you know like i yeah. get it i yeah. get why they're so expensive but we were just yeah. like you know what like we're just gonna ask our friend's band to play <laughs> yeah it's cheaper yeah. that way <laughs> yeah and it's more fun because you know the band and then right yeah yeah and, and seeing my great grandmother, who is turning a hundred this year, by the way, wow! Um, seeing her dancing to a punk band was hilarious. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I I love that so fucking much. That, that she is so to great. A punk band. <laughs> yeah, we had a punk band at our wedding. That's so cute. I love that so much. Yeah. Wow. Actually, Good since fun. we're talking, we talked about wine. I'm so curious, Ray, because I want to hear about your experience yes. as a woman of color in the wine industry oh my god where to start <laughs> yeah I like I'm so I want to hear all the details <laughs> well so it's funny because wine to me is something that um comes from people of color because they're, they're yeah. the people that are out in the vineyards picking the grapes yeah mm-hmm. working you know um pressing yeah. everything 
but it's so rare to see someone of color who's like known as a winemaker. I think off the top of my head, I can only think of um, one. She she um, she runs a, a she's from New Orleans. I forget her name, which is I'm terrible. Like, we gonna, we're gonna write her down. Is she black? Because like there's, yeah, she's black. There, there's like a black girl, like there's a black Moscato out or black wine out that everybody that I know is drinking it. My oh, sister really? told me about it. Multiple people told me about it, but I don't know if they grow their own grapes. I don't know if they like, or maybe they just get it from somewhere. I don't know, but hmm. that's another person too. I, I know of um, a young uh, black woman out of um, Virginia, I think mm. she makes natural wine Ooh. and it's delicious. I've, I've had some of her Ooh. wine, like at, um, there's, there's this uh, sort of festival okay. called raw wine that happens every november mitra i want to take you really badly cat you too if you could ever come yes but it's basically like where all these natural winemakers come together and showcase their natural wines and it's super inclusive Ooh. it's it's really beautiful the amount of women winemakers who are there is just phenomenal i really think that natural wine is um a, a woman's uh thing be. right now it, it's mm. it's awesome yeah if we could get more women of color up in there then you know that would be amazing but um yeah so this this one winery i'm gonna look it up right now hold on all right yes so um the vineyards uh rideau rideau vineyards um mm. and the winemaker she was from new orleans so when you go to rideau it's very um uh, like Mardi Gras sort of decorated. It's beautiful. Mm. And if you go to this Ooh, place, um, it's okay. right outside of Solvang. I don't know if either of you have been. It's a like I've heard random. Of Sol- Isn't yeah. Solvang like uh, near Santa Barbara? Yes, it's near Santa Barbara. And it's, it's that like random. Danish- yes, yeah. it's that random okay. little Danish town, like in the middle of nowhere. It's just yes. like you're in the country Ooh. and then all of a sudden so you're, you're in, you're in yeah. Denmark. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and so it's right outside of, of Solvang and um, maybe like a five minute drive, literally. And uh, it's it's beautiful. It looks like um, like uh, the house itself looks like it belongs in Louisiana um out in like the bayou it's beautiful and then you walk in and it's like mardi gras very like that creole cajun sort of feel Mm. and and the wine is beautiful and you can ask the people working there like hey can i take a tour of the facilities and they're more than happy to like take you around show you where the wine is being made you know aged in oak barrels they'll take you out to the vineyard um, I think they do mostly vo- uh, Rhone varietals, so like Grenache and Syrah. They had mm. some um, Viognier, I think. Delicious. It's absolutely just beautiful wine. Um, so if you're ever up in Solvang, I okay. highly recommend that place. And I love Solvang too. I think it's it's so mm-hmm. it's so kitschy, you yeah. know. It's like it's kind of cheesy. It's it like is. being in Disneyland a little bit, but oh my I've god, heard. What an yeah. It's beautiful. We need to go, Mitra. And you too, Kat. If you yes. can come with us. I have family there, but well, <laughs> oh, family in Lompoc. Uh, which oh, is okay. not too yeah, far. That's close. Yeah. And my oh. sister went to Santa Barbara, so that's how I know of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be interesting. Oh, yes, definitely. Maybe when I'm in LA. You yes. can take a trip down. It's only like three hours, two hours. It's it's not yeah, with no traffic, it's with two. no traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, um, so oh, traffic. 
perfect. The 101, yeah. that drive up there, uh, it's just, just straight on. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And you, you're just like oh driving with the coastline. Yes. yes. Uh, the last time it's that we went, Tom, Tom and I um, went up for just for the day to San Inez. We just wanted to go up to do like wine tasting and come back. Um, but we were on the 101 and I was looking at, I think we were closer to like Malibu. We were just starting our journey. And I straight up just saw dolphins, like just jumping in the surf. It was like, what? This is, it It felt like a dream. Aww. It's just magnificent. Wow. That's amazing. Oh. That sounds magical as hell. It yeah. was. Yeah, it was Aww. great. Uh, I need, I need another wine. So I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And yes. you can pour it for the ASMR. Ooh. All right. Hold ASMR. on. ASMR noises. Yeah. I was saying like, pour- remember we talked oh, about yeah, ASMR but- cat? That. What is that? <laughs> uh, Hamid, take this part out, please. Thank you. <laughs> saying pouring the wine. What? This is good content. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. No, I was saying um, when Ray pours her wine, I actually need to re-pour mine, but it sounds really cool with the mics I feel like oh okay. sorry it was outside I had a, I had to go outside for wine Tom took the bottle oh, <laughs> oh that's okay, okay. we've we been just oil painting about... so Aww. he's sitting out there mm-hmm. yeah I love painting wow are you a, are you a painter do you uh, I do paint by numbers but it's fun to me oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's a self-care like hobby thing that I like absolutely to do. art is oh. so therapeutic mm-hmm Definitely, definitely. Um, so Did actually, already, oh, sorry. oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Oh, no, go oh, ahead, no I was just going to ask a Ray if she already poured her wine. Yeah, because it was outside. Oh, Tom, okay, Tom well, had... I'm going to pour, pour a little more. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so do you, are you liking the strain town? I, I do really like it. I don't think I've had it before. It's, um, it's one of the Ray faves. So in the shop um, at Inovino, I have like a selection of wines that are my favorites and that's one of them um i just love pinot noir in general i think it's just such an accessible wine it is you know it's light-bodied it's fruity um it's just so good i mean i wish i had some right now i actually do have some but it's like a special wine i don't want to just open it open it oh what is it so it is um so actually, fun story. Um, when I took my test for the Court of Master Sommeliers, I didn't think I would pass it. And Tom and I had um, driven out to Arizona for me to take it in Tucson. Oh, okay. And I passed. And I was kind of amazed with myself. And um, we decided to go visit his parents spontaneously up in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Just like we were just like, yeah, fuck yeah, like this is amazing. Let's go to Sonoma. So we got up there and I decided that as a treat to myself, I was going to um, find my favorite winery up in Sonoma and join their club. So for those of you who don't know, well, wine club, you basically get, you pay like a, like a yearly, I guess you would say like subscription, like you help support them. And then um, twice a year, they send you like a like a, a half case of wine so we went tasting and uh a lot of good shit but there was this one place oh, it was so magical it was called Anaba and their wines were just out of this world 
and their wine club is expensive as fuck. <laughs> but um, I was like, you know what? I deserve this. So yes. I bought myself a, a wine club subscription to Annaba. And now I still get their wines. Wow. So Tom and I, um, we like to save the reds specifically um, for, special for special occasions. occasions. Yes. And, you know, because uh, Tom's Tom's a chef. He's really good at. Um, oh, wow. What? Don't oh, roll yeah. your eyes at me, honey. <laughs> they have fed me so many amazing dinners. Oh, my, he, honestly, I am, okay. <laughs> I am truly um, spoiled because he makes amazing dishes. But and me um, by proxy. Yeah, I'm exactly. I know you need to come over and eat, <laughs> eat more so that I don't I eat know. at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, so if Tom's doing like um like an usabuco or you know like a pot roast, um, we'll open one of the anabas up. So I have Annaba in my um, my little wine collection right now. It's not something I could just drink right now. I'm drinking. Yeah. Oh, you guys are gonna laugh at me. I'm drinking the Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Joe's the two buck check. Sorry, I was like, is it the two buck check? No, no, never. No, I could no, never I'm see not you that drinking much that. Because <laughs> Trader Joe's, is, it's like it's it's inexpensive. It's not doing too much. You right. know, you can buy multiple bottles. Yeah, it's inoffensive. It's mm-hmm. that is the and best it's really thing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> inoffensive. That's hilarious. It's, it's oh, inoffensive. Ray. Yes. We should definitely hear your favorite wine so we can share them on social media. Yes. Yeah. Um, Annaba, definitely. I, th- I feel like Annaba and um, Rideau, the, the two wineries that I just talked about, yeah. those okay. are, I really want to just throw that out there how much I love and respect those wines. Wow. Um, Rideau, just because it's, you know, one uh, run by a, 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 a black woman. Yes. I just, I find that incredible, especially like mm. randomly up in San Inez, like by Santa Barbara. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, and then especially that area too. Yeah. Yeah. She's I know. Right? That's really good. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Um, I, you know, I don't really know any Latinx winemakers, which is a shame. Um, I know there's a big, there's a big wine area in Baja, in um, Mm. uh, northern Baja, uh, Valle de Guadalupe, and they do Mm. a lot of Italian varietals up there, and Mm. actually, I know a few years ago, every year in Italy, they do um, this wine competition where they uh, judge different Mm. Nebbiolos, and the winner of the gold medal a few years ago was actually a Mexican winemaker from Valle de Guadalupe. Oh, their, their Nebbiolo won best in house and wow. the Italians were so pissed. Oh, <laughs> they did hilarious. not like that some upstart Mexican got best in house. I mean, it's just hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So would the, the wine, like industry I was gonna say scene I don't know why but mm-hmm. the wine industry is is predominant is it predominantly just like white men or yeah what would you say yeah absolutely yeah um especially from my experience um <laughs> yes definitely it's uh, it's kind of a trip actually um because it doesn't feel like it should be a wine to me is a drink of the people. Like I was saying earlier, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of the people picking the grapes are, are indigenous. Mm -hmm. Um, when wine was first bought to this country, um, 
by the Spanish, it was a lot of the indigenous people working at the missions in California who were working these vineyards. And it still is that way. You know, it's mostly immigrants going out and picking grapes and doing the whole process. But it's, um, it, to me, it's also a peasant drink, you know, like, and I don't mean that in any sort of negative way. It's Mm. you're taking a fruit and you're crushing it and you're fermenting it. It's so it's, it's a drink of the people, you know, and that, that whole like snobby side of it. I just, I don't relate to it at all. It's not something in my world and Mm. I can serve it. I'm certified to serve it. I just, but I just don't care about it. You know, to Mm. me, the, the expression of the grape has more to do with um, where it comes from. And if you can, if you like it, if you drink it and you think this is delicious, then it's for you. You know, it doesn't matter about like the location or the price tag that comes with it. Um, So to me, I just, I enjoy the aspect, the aspect of the job that I enjoy the most is getting people to enjoy it with me. If Mm. I can drink something with you, and we both can talk about it and say, yes, this is delicious, then that's where my joy comes from. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, I, and that's why I loved working with you, Mitra, because I felt like you were really receptive Aww. to that. Aww. And we were, yeah. we would like get excited about wine together. Like, yeah. oh my God, this is just so delicious. <laughs> this is so yeah. good. And you like, you, you honestly have to laugh about it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This is so well, amazing. I, I was like so embarrassed when you and Peaches like informed me that you're supposed to hold it by the stem because I feel like <laughs> I definitely held it like like a cup of cocoa several times. Right, and then I was like, yeah. oh, that makes sense because of the temperature and everything. But um, yeah, that was funny. I learned a lot from you, especially wow. when I was, was working at the wine bar. I mean, mm. I still do learn from you. So yeah, yeah, you're like super knowledgeable and my favorite sommelier. So. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's Aww. why I could, I never could work in fine dining because I feel like there's too much of um, like, a, like yeah. a suit involved, like a person suit. Like you have to yeah. put up like this presentation when you're working in fine dining. And I just, I can't get by, I can't get behind that. Like I need to be myself. Yeah. If I'm if yeah. I'm working and if I'm trying to like get somebody enthusiastic about what they're drinking, it can't be behind like a veneer. Right. And, and that- honestly, Ray, you're like naturally elegant. So oh, thank just, you. Like, yeah. So it just uh, like as- works. <laughs> as I yeah. sit here in my underwear drinking rosé. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. It's really good, actually. Mm. Yeah, so um, Peaches got engaged last night. That was who. That was that was the friend that got engaged. Her and oh her and my Gage. gosh, I mm-hmm. did not know that. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so exciting. Yeah, I know it was fun. Um, I was there for it. <laughs> she so cried. Cute. They were both crying. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Sean was like, "Oh my god, this is so romantic!" And then he started kissing his girl. And I'm just like standing there, like pouring wine, like, mm-hmm. all the disgusting. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So, so Ray, um, just kind of to uh, wrap up our conversation. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so 
what is something that in terms of just like your own health and wellness journey, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, your background, you know, your community, what you've learned, what is something you can take, like you can give to the community who the folks who are listening to our podcast, like with everything going through grief, but also being a sommelier, being one of the few women of color doing this, like what is something you can give um, to our community too as well? Um, I think just with my own personal experience, I really want to emphasize um, to young men, especially just mm. to, mm-hmm. that, that mental health isn't something that I think is optional, you know, like you really yeah. need to focus on it yeah. and just acknowledge it um, really in any space. Um, I, I guess I didn't really think about it until you know after after mm. my friend passed away i never really thought too much about how men aren't encouraged to take a look at their own right. you know well-being yeah um so i'd say that is pretty important to me now you know um like i said i'm very close to my younger brother and i'm mm. i'm just so glad that he's here and yeah. that he's acknowledging yeah. his own his own health. Um, and I really want to encourage that. And, um, your bartender is not a therapist, but mm. I want to hear all your problems anyway. Oh, I want to hear, hear all your, but not, not, not hear and all even your problems. If your bartender is a therapist, they still don't need to hear your shit while they're serving you. <laughs> but, she just, no, but Ray just said she, she wants to hear She wants I, to hear you know, it. Oh, I do. I do. I, oh, just um, kidding. Sorry. I, <laughs> Mitra is over it, but I will. Yeah, take Mitra. It. Well, Mitra. I will take that's her her Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's, that's your day job and your night job. You don't right. Want to get right. I, I got. Yeah, I need. Right. To, it's a different shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's <laughs> too funny. Nobody has time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if Mitra doesn't want to hear it, I will. I will listen. Yes. I'm here for and, you, and we love to bartend together. Yes. Hopefully, we can again <laughs> in the in the future. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Wine is really a beautiful thing. And yeah. um, I've actually been getting little brother Sean into wine. It's very cute to, mm-hmm. I say little brother, he's going to be 30 this year, you guys. <laughs> he's not a little boy, <laughs> but you know, he, he's always going to be the baby of the family to me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh, you're just, he's such so a cute. sweetie. He is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a darling. I, oh, if he ever hears this, he's going to be like, oh, sister. Why yeah. are you talking about me like this? But that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> my my sister hates it when I say my little sister. She's like, I'm grown. How old is she? Like, hey, Josie. Okay, I'm 28. She's 26. Aw, yeah. little baby sister. So she's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. she's I don't know if my younger sibling hates it. I guess they'll tell me. I just say my younger <laughs> sibling. <laughs> I think my younger sister. sibling. <laughs> Or baby sibling. Oh, <laughs> they're down with it. <laughs> so sweet. They've um, always called me brosis, like since I since uh, they were super little. They called they've always called me brosis and it just stuck. And it's cute. I like it. Oh uh, <laughs> my my brother and his friends all call me sister. Aww. And if they're drunk, they say thister. 
Mister. <laughs> yeah. They'll like yell it like that, like Mister. It's just so cute. They're just adorable. the joys of being an older sister. It's like being a celebrity almost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. It is. And it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've all had a crush on me at some point, which is hilarious because I've I've known them all since they were like in like elementary school you know when they were afraid of me because because I was like the older sister in high school and they were like oh oh no (laughs) older sister (laughs) I bet they would never tell Sean Sean would be like oh I think Sean knows okay (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think he knows I think it I think he I can see the exasperation exasperated look on his face he's like oh god oh sorry go ahead it just reminds me because like all of my friends when I was growing up they all had crushes on my dad because like my dad is like ridiculously good looking hi dad if you're listening to this (laughs) (laughs) I know you cheated on your taxes (laughs) oh not cheated on your taxes way back in the day but anyway yeah so like all of my girlfriends had uh, crush on my dad back in the day so I feel like it's the same thing you're just like oh god I'm so tired of this I don't want to hear about it anymore I'm sure that's how my brother feels that's so funny yeah that's funny I also I also wanted to actually ask this is something that came up but um the conversation went somewhere else but that's okay I really wanted to get your insight on being a woman of color in the industry what is advice you could give to other women of color who want to become Somalis? Oh, yes, yes. Or just like mm-hmm. even just that and like how to deal with the mental health piece, the wellness mm-hmm. piece too as well. Absolutely. Uh, just be fierce. Be fierce. Mm-hmm. You have to be. Yes. Um, because there's always going to be people who uh, doubt your abilities. And mm. I, I'm not going to name names, but I did work with somebody once who I think he never really talked to me older white guy of course he never really talked to me and stuff and and it was um it led to my feeling like I had a lot of doubt in my place Mm. and that work structure until we did a blind tasting together one time and I totally kicked his ass at it like I I just ended up doing really well I guess I should Mm say and Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that no, bitterness that's what happened mm-hmm. yeah was, like, like fuel mm-hmm. to me honestly like I, I don't want to sound petty mm-hmm. or anything but it was like the fact that I did better was like oh, that's not petty that's not petty it's deep, it's deep you know yeah. what I mean it's like yeah. it's deep, not petty so. it was validating yeah. at least to me and and you know if you can be fierce be who you are yeah. and don't be apologetic about it be authentic you know? mm. yes. yes unapologetically authentic I love yes it. exactly mm-hmm. yeah um I'll never be anybody but myself and yes. I quite like that yeah. yes mm-hmm. it's it's fun being me <laughs> yes yes and you're amazing and we all yes. love you so yes mm-hmm. yeah was um, I there for that blind tasting by the way you know what I think no, I don't think you oh, were, okay. but you were, you met that guy. Yeah, I know. You, That's why I was I like, think, was I at that place? Yeah, I, I, I think that you were in that space at some point. And, mm. you know, like, so you, so you kind of saw like, yeah, yeah. And also, 
I don't know if folks even know what a blind tasting is, if you want to tell them what that is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's when you're tasting a wine um, and you look at the color, you analyze the um, nose or the, the scent of it, um, you taste and you guess what grape it is based on all mm-hmm. of those senses. Mm-hmm. So um, certain grapes have, you know, um, certain characteristics, uh, like a Cabernet Sauvignon, which is very, very popular in California, um, has kind of like a purple blue color. Uh, It tends to be oaky. So you get like hints of vanilla on the nose. Um, And it's very full bodied. So and it has high tannins. So I don't know if you Mm. I I don't know if you're a tea drinker, either of you. I have glass. Oh, you do. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. great. I don't know if, you, if you've noticed this, but when you have um, like a dark or black tea, mm-hmm. it kind of dries out your tongue a little bit. That yeah. comes from the tannins. Mm-hmm. And so certain wines like Cabernet Sauvignon have uh, lots of tannins and they'll, they'll sort of dry out your tongue. So yeah. all of these things you put together into consideration and you guess what the grape is based on that. And I don't know how, but I happen to be quite good at it. <laughs> yes, I, um, you are good at it. Yeah, I witnessed it, this. Um, I'm a witness. Wow. Apparently <laughs> women are, are um, they have a, a better olfactory sense than men. Mm-hmm. It's just like a part of We're our better, biology. Uh, everything? <laughs> yeah, right. We can smell bullshit from a mile mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's right. <laughs> but um, it, makes us, it makes us very... Um, um, uh, good wine wine drinkers basically it also makes us pickier so if you ever have that like stereotype of like the picky woman eater it's not because mm. we're being you know picky just because we feel like it it's because we literally have a higher olfactory sense mm. and so if something tastes or smells wrong to us mm-hmm. you know then mm-hmm. we're not going to want to eat it so. wow that's a good point yeah right yeah exactly mm. we're not just being women Exactly. Yeah, we're just we're just better than you. For real. <laughs> for real. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's that's it for today. But thank you, Ray, for joining us. This was Absolutely. really this was such a great conversation. Um, Misha, do you have anything to add? Um, I adore Ray, and yeah. I'm looking forward to bartending with her again one day. My night job. Y'all, yes. y'all thought I was just the therapist. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be the no. therapist um at the night <laughs> <those> <laughs> <nights>. yes. <laughs> tell me all the tea mm, okay yeah. let me pour some more yeah mm, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yes exactly yeah i'm gonna oh, hear well, all your problems i just yeah, maybe one day it. we can meet up too like you know at yes. some point when covid is over yeah i'll be yes. coming to la once the thing is i can come mm-hmm. come then yeah i'll i'll, I'll are you, I'll are you vaccinated up. yet i am vaccinated <laughs> yes well, i think education. we all are yeah, yeah. I'm, I oh, okay. actually just hit my, um, I think it's like 10 days after your second one where you're fully yeah. vaccinated. I hit that on Friday. So I'm totally good now. I'm, it's so exciting. I, I can't wait to go up. I, I want to visit, you know, my in-laws really badly. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one thing that I really want to do. I want to visit my godparents out in Tucson. Yeah. Because I normally mm-hmm. see them like once a year or two and um we're all just very close i just have i have the best family dude i i'm i'm so lucky i have the strongest support system i there's just really no 
nothing I can oh, say other than like sweet. Yeah, it's I great. Yeah, I love my in laws. I love my godparents. Oh, um, oh, my brother is calling me. Excuse me, please. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Ray, for joining us. This was such a great uh, conversation, right, Mika? Yes, it was amazing. I am so happy that Ray was able to be with us today. Yes. So join us next time on the Alhima podcast. Yes. Okay, I'm done.